Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Check it out. Good everybody, welcome back. Uh, happy February first. Well, I'm recording on February first. Was good, everyone. It's Jason Jones, and this is your latest edition of the Ruler of the Court podcast, where we talk about the Sacramento Kings, any other NBA topics that may be of note. And we also get into a little of that hip hop talk that at least I know I love to get into. Uh, Sorry, I was off last week, had a little travel things, getting some things situated, but just want I didn't miss much. <laughs> Kings uh, extended losing streak again, go winless on their five-game road trip. It, losing streak is up to seven games. You know, water is wet, Kings are struggling, we know how that goes. Just wanted to touch on the road trip at first a little, just because... It's a little weird now that I'm not with them all the time, but whenever the Kings are doing really, really bad, uh, I always know based on my mentions on Twitter because my phone starts blowing up. And that started on this past trip in Boston where, my God, I don't even know how to describe what happened to them in Boston. I thought they were down by 70, 60, 50, definitely 60. God, it was just, that was just bad. Then they followed up with a bad effort, a really embarrassing second second quarter in Atlanta. Pretty much they were just getting their hats handed to them. They had lost seven in a row. Uh, third worst record in the Western Conference. Getting closer and closer to that coveted, I don't know if, you, if it's coveted, but into that realm where they're going to be a top five lottery team, which was clearly not the plan this year. Not the plan at all, but just based on their winning percentage at the moment. Like I said, I'm recording this on a Monday, on a Tuesday afternoon. There were only five teams with a worse winning percentage than them right now. Oh, I checked that. There's only four teams with a worse winning percentage than the Kings right now: Orlando, Detroit, Houston, and Oklahoma City. So, for those who are the fans of the tank. Your Sacramento Kings are in the fifth spot. Congratulations. But that's not where they're supposed to be this year. And we can go into several reasons as to why they're not supposed to be in this position, but they are. But what I want to kind of do is take a different approach. Not so much about this season, because to me this season is, it is what it is. 
they're not going to be good. They're not a good team. There will be no playoffs. Their record will be set. They will get that infamous 16 consecutive season outside of the postseason, giving them Seattle Mariners vibes in terms of being unable to to break through to the to the playoffs. But what I wanted to touch on was kind of a what if. As I was uh, last week, I was working on the news at the Athletic. There was a headline came about the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and how they're right in the thick of it right now in the Eastern Conference. They're, you know, barring anything drastic, they're going to make the playoffs. They have a chance to be a top four seed in the in the East. You know, Cleveland's uh, doing a damn thing right now. And what's kind of the and I when I thought about that, I give a lot of props to their coach JB Bickerstaff. Probably wondering what is the Sacramento tie to JB Bickerstaff. Let me break that down for you. When Luke Walton was hired as coach uh, going into the 2019-2020 season, there was some chatter. You know, there was some issues in terms of getting figuring out who the lead assistant would be for on the staff. Luke wanted to bring Brian Shaw with him from the Lakers. The Kings didn't want to pay Brian Shaw, kind of balked at the notion of bringing Brian on. Um, that One of the names that came up was J.B. Bickerstaff. Uh, J.B. is a good friend of Luke. J.B. is well-respected in the coaching community. You all know his dad, Bernie Bickerstaff. He, who was the interim coach of the Lakers back, what, 10, 12 years ago? And went like seven and three or something crazy. So the joke is that he has the highest winning percentage in Laker history, and he was rewarded by being replaced by Mike D'Antoni. That being said, JB ends up on John Beeline's staff in in Cleveland, and we all probably all know the uh, the 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 uh, the Beal- that that experiment. In Cleveland, with you know, using the college coach, flamed out. But and then who's standing there to hold, holding everything? J.B. Bickerstaff. And J.B.'s been put in some very uncomfortable, unusual positions as an interim coach before. Most notably, his stint as an interim coach in Houston, where he got to deal with Dwight Howard bickering with James Harden on the court of a playoff game in Oakland, where they were getting there, you know, getting sent home by the Warriors. That being said, the reason why I bring that up is because it makes you wonder how things might have been had the Kings been able to hire JB as the lead assistant as opposed and then maybe not hire um, who ended up being Igor Kokoskov, who is now coaching back overseas. They followed up with Alvin Gentry. You'll wonder if if JB's on staff year one, does that change anything for Sacramento? Who knows? But one thing we do know is that JB has clearly reconnected the young guys on that team and the old guys on that team in Cleveland. They're doing something, something important, something special to this point of the season. I'm not going to get all you know, overly excited about what they've done, but they've, they've made significant strides and are on course to make the playoffs. And sometimes on a coaching staff, it's not just the head guy you hire that matters. It's the guys around that guy that matter as well. And 
if JB ends up in Sacramento, I wonder just what that does to the staff in Sacramento. You know, you get you get you get you're giving your head coach Luke Walton, a guy that he knows and trusts and can work and is ready to work with, opposed to uh, lead assistant in Igor, who is a great basketball mom, but it's somebody that Luke didn't really know. And Igor was a good friend. You know, I was a good friends with Vlade. And that played into it, and I think you, you know, and then when the the uh, controversy came about with Luke after he was hired, and the um, the, the allegations about uh, sexual misconduct, you know, people just kind of assumed Igor was going to be the coach in waiting, even though the Kings assumed, not assumed, the Kings assured everyone that Igor was not a coach in waiting. But again, Igor only lasted a season. He went to Alvin Gentry, who's now your head coach, because Luke was fired. But you have to wonder if that decision to go with Igor as the lead assistant and not be able to secure JB as your lead assistant once Brian Shaw wasn't going to happen. Just what did that do to this this franchise? What if JB and Luke together, or JB, was the answer in Sacramento? And they just missed out because of uh, another just ill-fated decision. That would be, it wouldn't be shocking per se because that thing happens in Sacramento. But every time I watch Cleveland and watch the way those guys play for JB, I say worst case scenario, if you're the Kings and you fire Luke this season, what if JB is coaching this team and not Alvin? Maybe JB has a different approach. Maybe he sees things differently offensively. And defensively, we'll never know, of course. But, I mean, I guess I should say this, that uh, neither Luke nor Alvin Gentry were able to get an Evan Mobley in the draft, (laughs) which has made a big difference. They don't have a veteran like a Kevin Love they can bring off the bench now. They don't have the stockpile of young talent that Cleveland has been managed to stockpile in these last few years by taking advantage of picking so high in the draft. So there's obviously other factors involved with this, but I do wonder sometime, what if JB had been in Sacramento? Might the Kings be closer to ending their playoff drought? Probably not, but just one of those cool things to think about and wonder about. At this stage of the season where it appears the Kings are pretty much all done for and getting ready for Cancun uh, anytime soon. So... Enough about that. I want to just jump over now to some of the the injuries the Kings have been dealing with. Uh, And the weirdest one of them all being the the Aaron Fox sore ankle. And here's what makes the sore ankle thing interesting. I talked about this on D-Lo and KC today. Uh, In the last couple of years, the Kings have had an issue or a problem. or That's probably not the right word. But what they'll do sometimes that they've done is... They've tried to undersell the severity of an injury. They won't give you the exact details. They won't tell you exactly what's going on. The most notable example of that was happening a couple of years ago with Rashawn Holmes, where Rashawn Holmes had a sore shoulder forever. He ended up needing surgery. But it was a sore shoulder forever and ever and ever. And like I mentioned on the radio, here's my kind of gripe question about being so vague with injuries I'd like to know who does that behavior benefit who benefits from 
not giving all the information about an injury or all the necessary information. In the case of Rashawn, I don't think Rashawn benefited. I mean, you people were looking at Rashawn like, well, what's wrong with you? Your shoulder's sore. Why can't, why can't he play? Why has it been 15, 20 games with a sore shoulder? And now we're looking at De'Aaron. And based on the way this season is already gone, a lot of folks aren't looking at De'Aaron at the, in the best light to begin with. You know, the team isn't good. There were people who believed De'Aaron could be an all-star this year, and he will not be an all-star. And I don't see an all-star appearance for him on the horizon anytime soon. Some of his interactions with the press have been very blah. He seemed uninterested in speaking. He seemed bothered. He's, you know, no. Sometimes dismissive at times. You know, just, you know, kind of real nonchalant about things. So, what I think has happened now is that people have taken that nonchalant from media sessions and assumed that De'Aaron's taken that same approach when it comes to this ankle being sore. And I have no proof or reason to believe that that's what De'Aaron's doing. But what doesn't help the Kings or De'Aaron in this case is when your coach says early on that if it were a playoff game, I know, go ahead and insert LOL, but if it were a playoff game, De'Aaron could play. And we're this many games into it, you know, you go a whole road trip. No De'Aaron. You know, it just does not look, I don't say it looks bad, <laughs> but it's just not a great look. Either 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 something's up with the Aaron or something's up with the team in terms of how they're dealing with this injury and how they're reporting it and getting it out. That itself is clear. And it's like I said, it doesn't make it doesn't make the Kings look any better to kind of play this game with this injury. But hey, it is it you know, like I said it is what it is. You know, but De'Aaron's only averaging 21 a game this year, which is clearly not what they wanted for him going into this season. I mean, a guard is leading the field goal percentage in 40. You know, I, I go on and on with wrong with the Kings, but yeah. Just kind of wonder what's going on with De'Aaron, because like I said, it does not make him look good at all right now. That they're just kind of, there's been, I won't say, they just haven't, that there's been no further explanation to why his ankle is sore and remain you know, has been sore this long. It just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense at this point. And we had some other Kings, uh, before we transition on, we had some other Kings news this week, or last week, was the, the reported, you know, the, the reports, the confirmation of the reports that the Kings are stepping away or withdrawing from trade talks for Ben Simmons. <clears throat> I'll start off by saying this. If those trade talks never once were going to include Tyrese Halliburton or De'Aaron Fox, hey, I could say you were never really in a, a legit trade talk to get him anyway. What else were you going to give up to get Ben Simmons? Did you really think a package of Buddy Hill, Marvin Bagley, and whoever was going to get it done? Of course not. Are the Sixers probably being unrealistic about what they're going to get in return for for Ben Simmons? Absolutely. 
But if the Kings aren't going to part with one of their guards in exchange for a multiple-time All-Star, or when I say one of their guards, I mean one of their two starters, it was never going to happen anyway. So you have that to, to lean your head on, or you know, if you were wondering about what was going to happen, it was never going to happen because Philly was never going to make that deal and not get something more important in return. They're not going to take you know a bunch of guys who would be backups on their team. They're going to need a starting caliber player, and it's Tyrese show when he was balling out there with a career high against the Sixers. That's the kind of guy they're looking for. They're not looking for, ex, you know, just to fill out their death by trading they trade Ben Simmons. And again, if you think that they've handled this weird in Philly, I'm not going to disagree with you. This shit is weird to go this long and you're going to waste a MVP caliber season from your center and Joel Embiid all because you just can't get a deal done to get Ben out of, out of Philly. So... I wouldn't shut the door completely on the Kings on this one. There's always, I mean, there's a will, there's a way. It would not surprise me if you see the Kings reemerge as a destination for Ben Simmons. But as it seems right now, Ben will not be headed to Sacramento. And based on the other reports, he may not be going anywhere this season, which means the, the Sixers are willing to wait till the offseason to try to get their best offer. I try to get James Harden. I mean, oops, did I say that? Uh, yeah, where James Harden will be allegedly interested in possibly joining up with Joel down there in Philly. But enough Kings talk. I'm kind of tired of talking about the Kings. I talk about them way too much. You know, it's, oh, God. So, but before we move on from the Kings... Thankfully, <laughs> I've got a few words from our good friends over at DraftKings. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. If Sportsbook isn't in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get a free shot at $1 million in a top prize with their first deposit. So here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. 21 over minimum age and location requirements may vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific res- responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the the Tennessee Red Line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit 
ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 8778-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, which is 467-369. Now back to the show. And we're back. Transitioning over to my favorite part of the show. Uh, We're going to get into some hip-hop. Not a whole lot. If you are in the L.A. area, I would recommend you visit the the Awake Me When We're Free uh, exhibit downtown uh, L.A. over by Staples Center. I just visited yesterday. It's uh, an exhibit dedicated to the life of Tupac Shakur. Got a lot of great artifacts in there. Highlight of to me was the fact that they've got that. If I remember, if you're if you're a big Pac fan, you remember there were so many pictures. It seemed like he had that Duke number five jersey on. The Duke number five jersey is in the in display, amongst other things. So definitely, if you're in the L.A. area, go down by L.A. Live, check it out. Stop over by Fixins for some food. Uh, run by former Sacramento, you know, chain of the former Sacramento mayor. Former NBA player Kevin Johnson. Check it out. And that's my first part of my hip hop. Now, what I want to get into was the biggest hip hop news of the week, of the, pa- of the past week. You know, it's not even a. You know, it's not even. Oh, uh, it's, not, it's not an album, it's an actual song. It's just one song. If you do yourself a favor in the next few days, hours, minutes, whatever the case may be, do yourself a favor. Get on your favorite streaming platform. However you get your music, go to Benny the Butcher and play Johnny P's Caddy. It's Benny the Butcher with J. Cole. And I promise you, it'll be the three, uh, some of the best spent three minutes and 45 seconds of your day i promise you that it is a a brilliant song i think you know j cole again with another outstanding feature which is what he seems to do and i could go on and on about j cole features he's been killing features for a long time but this might be his best feature um, this might even top the 21 Savage feature. I mean, I could go on and on and on about him. You know, I enjoyed J. Cole's feature with Wale uh, last year. But I'm telling you, this is this one song. But this is a song you will not regret listening to if you're a hip-hop fan. Johnny P's Caddy. Uh, Benny the Butcher's verse is outstanding. J. Cole's verse is outstanding. Check it out. I promise you'll like it. So, but... Uh, I'm not going to keep you much longer. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. Uh, shout out to DraftKings. Shout out to the Basketball Podcast Network. Continue to put this content out for you. Uh, you know how to find me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. On Instagram, Mr. Jones LBC. Uh, y'all have a good week. Don't let these kings get you down. They've lost seven in a row. Protect your peace. If you need to go out, go for a walk during the Kings game. Whatever you got to do. Do not let these Kings get you down. Go win again at some point when I can't tell you. But y'all be good out there. Y'all take it easy. And I'm gone.